might also be a personality hire there because <laughs> they were like they though they were like oh she's such a gem but I really don't know what I'm doing there so <laughs> it's okay does I'll anybody really know what they're doing I don't think so hired? I think it's all fake everyone's just faking it until they make it ain't that true yeah. like us on this exactly I feel like that's a good segue. <laughs> um, no, no segue. Yeah. <laughs> we'll segue into the beginning of this podcast um, where we are just talking about random things. Yep. Not really. This is powerful perspectives, I guess. Powerful and- <laughs> perspectives. <laughs> um, and why don't we take turns just kind of introducing ourselves and why we're here and... Yeah, that way the audience knows a little bit about us. Okay, well you go first. <laughs> okay, okay, I can do that. Um, I'm Juliana King. I am a... Where do I even start with this? I feel like what's probably most important to this is I am a powerlifter. I am a powerlifting coach. I find myself very involved in the academia world as well and just graduated this past spring from the University of Michigan. And here we are starting this podcast a little bit. Here we um, are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my name's Savannah Kaminsky. I'm also a powerlifter. I occasionally handle people at meets here and there. I help out Juliana. And I graduated a year ago from the University of Michigan with an English degree. So I'm on the little bit opposite end of the spectrum of Juliana, but you know, that's what we're here for, different perspectives. Um, and yeah, that's, I guess that's the basics of us. Those are the fun facts. Yeah. You bring the literature side of things. Yeah. I'm bringing, I'm bringing out the literature, Jane Austen, some, some pride and prejudice, you know? Meanwhile, I'm over here reading a book about pandemics again. Yeah. (laughs) That's nothing new. So that's another thing about me is I am really interested in like the history of medicine. And that was actually a minor I had at University of Michigan. And so I oftentimes just read random books that basically tell me the same thing in different ways several different times. But for some reason, I enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> a history minor that I always forgot she had. Yeah, because but. I, yeah, history is not something I normally add or normally know about myself. <laughs> As a uh, side note, in high school, I um, totally skipped all of my history classes in terms of taking them in person. I took all of them online because I did not enjoy history and then ended up getting a minor in it. So don't know how that happened. Even thought about um, pursuing a master's in history of or art history, basically. Um, but I don't think we're going to go down that route right now. Oh, wow. I had an art history class by accident my first year oh, at University of okay. Michigan. Yeah, and it was supposed to be like an intro class to college, but it was all about art history. What and was the class? It was uh, like a CSP 101. Oh, so okay. it, was, it was literally like an intro to college class, but the teacher was an art history teacher. So oh. the whole class turned into our art history class with, by accident. I don't even know, but... That's yeah. fun. Yeah, it was, it was kind of interesting. Um, it was an interesting introduction to the University of Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, but beyond that, my extended history, I did like it a lot in high school, but my dad was a major history buff, you know, as dads are, mm-hmm. and so a lot of that was from, that was my, that's my history stuff, a lot of World War II recreation movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm more Renaissance, Bones, ossuaries, oh, yes, ossuaries, I think they're called, yeah. but... 
So, Anyways, yeah. Why? Why are we? Why are we? Why are we here? Why are you listening to us right now? You know, that's a good question. <laughs> I think that's a really fair question, and we thank you for listening to us. However, um, I think this is something that we've discussed for a long time because we are both very interesting. Uh, nope, we're not very interesting people. <laughs> we're, we're, well, thanks for hyping us up here. <laughs> we have a lot of interesting perspectives and um, in our different roles and kind of wanted to have a place that was a little bit more casual to talk about this or talk about different things within the powerlifting world, within, you know, literature, within... Um, just traveling. I think those are a lot of things like we're interested in. Yeah. And I mean, and we're bringing in more perspectives just by um, talking to you guys. And even more so, uh, wow, I really lost my train of thought there. Um, it's okay. I, we will come back to that. <laughs> I, I had something good, but I forgot what it was. We, we'll, we'll get better as we go, too. So oh, I remember. Better. We're just, we're two, like, 23-year-olds just graduating, just trying to figure out life. And, you know, I don't think it hurts to have the perspective of two people who just graduated from a big university, not knowing what really what they're doing, their perspectives on how we're navigating life as well. Yeah. Because um, this is our... I mean, I've been doing this for like a year, but I will say I've made a lot of wrong turn turns here, and Juliana's fresh out of university, so, yes. you know, you're here for this journey with us as well, so that should yeah. be fun. I'm, and I'm sure we'll get into some of that more in a later episode of this. Oh, yeah. But, um, like Savannah said, like, I just graduated and already has been a lot of ups and downs <laughs> in terms of just like the emotions that you go through with like you've been in school for 16 years of your life 17 years and then all of a sudden you're not anymore and that is kind of a rude awakening sometimes um and you know I might end up going back to school but we'll we'll you know me too cross that but we'll, bridge when we get there yeah we will cross that and eventually um Yes. So I feel like that also leads us to our initial discussion that even though we just kind of started this with our uh, uh, intro of ourselves, like I promise there's a point to this podcast. There is. And we felt that a really good way to introduce ourselves and kind of talk a little bit and have a initial topic is through talking about longevity in training in sport and specifically in powerlifting um because i think that this is a topic that a lot of people don't talk about and is very important to just staying in the game and actually like finding success in this sport so Savannah, how did you get into powerlifting? Yeah, so while me and Juliana both are young in terms of years, we are what I like to think veterans in the powerlifting world. We both agree. we both started around 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, so I started I started powerlifting because my treadmill broke. I went to the gym, thought it was super interesting. All the guys in my gym were doing it, so I was like, ah, I'll try. And from there, I've competed about four or five times now. I have one, another one coming up in September. Um, 
I have taken two-year hiatuses, I've been really into the sport, I've been like one foot in, one foot out, I've gotten bored, I've probably been through every emotion in this sport you could possibly have, and yet here I am, still prepping for competitions, still on the road to the next, the next goal of mine, and still loving this. So, I mean, how is that happening? And with that, how are you, why are you here? Um, yeah, so a lot of people think when I say I've been powerlifting for like eight years, they're like, oh, like, what high school did you go to? Like, where did you like, um, start with your school and all of this stuff. And I'm always like, "Mm -mm." like it, for lack of better terms, it really was all me and the power of social media. Um, when I was in eighth grade, I had an eating disorder and um, upon recovering from that, when I got the go ahead to go back into the gym, I initially kind of just got back into things and just, you know, lifted and all of that stuff. But then I fell upon um, some power lifters on social media. Ironically, the ones that I can remember are no longer in the sport anymore, but we'll get to that later. Um, and I realized that I really enjoyed the act of getting stronger, squatting, benching, deadlifting. I liked the um, monotony of it as well as the continuous like expectation of what I could um, could see growth in and everything to do with that. So once I realized that there was a way to actually test myself and to compete in it, I pursued that and I have since, so that was in 2015, I have since competed in 12 competitions, I want to say. It might yeah. be 11. She's, she's the true veteran. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Quite a few, and with that, for my first year, and just, I've also had three-year hiatuses in that time, so that's just, like, going to show as well the types of experiences that um, both of us have had, but um, kind of being in and out of it. I also have, you know, I started coaching in 2020, um, and then in 2023, or through my own business, uh, Fortitude of Fitness. And then I started um, coaching through the strength guys this year, who are also my coaches. Um, and like, there's just been a lot of evolution along the way. Um, been to several different competitions in terms of like levels, like state, national, and world. And all of those have come with different struggles, different challenges, different excitements. Um, but. I think that all of that has ultimately led me to my love and enjoyment of this sport and why I ultimately stick with it even when things just do not seem to be going well. Yeah. Um, like our benches. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, Cough Cough Julianne is also about to compete um, at Junior Nationals. And, yes. And so she's she's got stuff going on too, but we, I mean, my bench right now. We're working on it. We're struggling. Oh, Savannah's <laughs> one of my clients as well. Too, yeah, so. I guess that is a fun fact. I Julianna does coach me. Um, I was, I was there since the startup of Fortitudo. Tier, tier. I've always been her little guinea pig. This is true. Um, but yeah, so like... 
how are we still here? What happened to some of those other names? Like you said, there was someone, there was people that you followed on social media mm-hmm. in 2015 that are gone from the powerlifting world. There's people that I followed, like... It's crazy. I know. I remember specifically, like, my, like, golden girl when I started lifting was Meg Squats. And she's mm-hmm. still in the lifting community, but she's more, like, bodybuilding now. Also, yeah. she had a baby. Yeah, I mean, people grow in their, (laughs) like, life timeline, and I think that's a good thing to acknowledge that, like, longevity in this sport, like, ultimately people do decide, hey, something else is for me, or you have um, people decide that rather than enjoying powerlifting, I want to shift over to CrossFit, and I enjoy that, um, not me personally, but like <laughs> other people that, you know, sometimes that's an element of, uh, growth and like finding different things. And, you know, you're not always the same person you always, or you initially were, but the discussion of like, if you want to do this long term and how you kind of continue even when it's hard or even when you're not seeing progress, I think is an important one because right now as we see a boom in the sport, you're seeing a lot of people um, start powerlifting but also stop. And I think that having some retention in the sport is a really important thing. Um, I think it was Pete Spence who put on his story a few uh, weeks ago, and Pete Spence is a uh, helps run uh, SBD, which is a big company in yeah. um, powerlifting, and he put on his story talking about how uh, most commonly people do one meet, and then that's it, like one meet. So why are people doing one meet and then stopping? Um, how? Can we, like, increase that retention? How can you stay in the sport, those yeah. listening? So um, I think, Savannah, what what did what would you say led you to um, staying, sticking, sticking with it? Because you mentioned having, like, the two-year hiatus and, like, a lot of things have been up and downs. Like, you were in school during this point, too, that led to some stress, I'm sure. Yeah, so I started in high school, um... I guess I need to do a little backstory for this. I started in high school. I was training with my uncle and a few friends from high school, and I loved the group I cha- trained with. A lot of it, like, a lot of my motivation was the people that I was, like, lifting with and around and everything. And so when I went to college, I kind of lost that community because I would place... Um, the, in the powerlifting world, I feel like there's, there there has been two major booms. There was one around 2015, 2016, where a lot of people were like really into powerlifting. Maybe wow. not as much as now, but they're really into it. And then again, in the last like two years or so, there's been another mm-hmm. big boom. But in between that time of like maybe like 2017, 2021, not as many people were into it. So when I tell you I was like one of the only powerlifters in the University of Michigan gym, I was one of the only ones. And um, so it was hard to build a community there and I was also really stressed out from school. I had a really challenging major that took a lot of time. I had a back injury. And so all of that kind of led me to like kind of fall out of it because I had a lot of life stuff going on. I had like a lot of, you know, a lot of injuries, just a lot of stuff holding me back from it. But I will say that the whole time I did miss that feeling of feeling like I was strong, of feeling like um, I like was not in the place where I like wanted to be anymore because the gym truly was like a happy place for me. Mm -hmm. So 
flash forward 2021, I start getting coached by Juliana, and I kind of fall back in love with the sport. And since then, I've competed a, dump, a bunch of times, um, maybe three or four since I've been back, three. Um, and I won't say that I haven't gotten bored. I have, I'm sure there's messages between me and Juliana being like, I'm bored, I hate, I need a break from squat benching and deadlifting and all that, but I need like a little hypertrophy break, I need, I need to do singles, I don't know, there's like a different range of spectrum, but I still love like the strength, I just love the sport, I love how it makes me feel, I love the community that I found in it once again, and that just always keeps me going like the people that I see the the fact that I have all these goals that I want to accomplish and maybe they're not happening right now but I know in a few years that I, if I just stick it out like they'll get there mm-hmm. so here we are just just pushing through it workout by workout whether it's good or bad I think you bring up a good like thing that's kind of different from my own uh, experience in that you took a total hiatus you weren't lifting at all I was right? not lifting at all and during that time, did you, like, do any other activities, or was it just, like, you had the total like, hiatus No, it was it? a total hiatus, because I was doing, um, I was working, I was doing school, and I was doing clinicals, so I was, like, out of the house from 6 a.m. to, like, 8 p.m., mm-hmm. and sometimes, like, maybe once a month I would go into the gym, but, um, other than, like, walking around campus, no, it was, like, total hiatus Mm -hmm. for a while, until, until, like, maybe, um, COVID hit, and I did, like, some workouts in my parents' gym, or not gym, garage, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that was, like, yeah, what did your hiatus look like? Mine, um, was quite literally just a hiatus from competing. Okay, okay. Um, so my hiatus occurred from 20... Uh, 2019 Nationals, Raw Nationals, USA APL Raw Nationals in October, and after that meet, I didn't compete again until 2021 summer, summer of 2021, um, that was my first meet back, I guess, I think that's like two and a half years, three years, something like that, but, um, Needless to say, there was certainly a break there, um, and it, it it was mostly because of, honestly, like, stress and feeling out of place. Um, my, my situation going to school was um, a very fortunate one, but I struggled a lot freshman year, and while I was always in the gym, it was all, it was essentially to maintain some element of my mental health and because I also was like I can't lose what I've done or whatever but I didn't compete in that time and I think that says a lot right there um because for myself I like competing has always been fun but I think that for me having the consistency of training has like honestly been what's always um helped save me and help um support my mental health and I think like within therapy that's something that I've explored a lot more is just like how important that is and um even to the point that like day in and day out I have to remind myself like you got to go to the gym today whether or not you do your workout um 
that's fine, but like being active is something that is important for you and for your mental health. So I think that definitely did help me throughout college, but in terms of like competing, I think coming off of nationals and worlds in 2019, there was a lot of, um, for lack of a better term. I don't know what you mean by, I didn't compete in that time. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind us. <laughs> I don't even know where I left off. Um, competing in Oh, competing worlds. in worlds and nationals. There was a lot of, for lack of better terms, there was a lot of trauma I hadn't dealt with. Um, and we and we'll get into that in another episode but there was a lot that I was going through with those meets and um I think taking the time to just focus on my training focus on myself was ultimately needed in order to get back into it and like start competing again I think yeah which is a good point like when we say longevity we're not saying that like these hiatuses or taking hiatuses are like a bad thing. In fact, they're probably good, especially if you're planning on being in this sport for like a decade or more. Mm-hmm. Um, there are going to be times when you don't want to compete, when you want to step back, when you want to like focus on a different aspect of fitness, and which I think is such like an important thing to like still have fitness goals outside of powerlifting because you still want to make sure you're getting into the gym, doing what you love, like not trying mm-hmm. to fall into the habit. Like I will say, when I was like on my hiatus and I wasn't lifting at all, I wasn't a very bad like mental like mental health space like my headspace was very bad and I always wanted to get back into it but like I didn't and it was because like my main goals were strength goals and every time I went in the since the strength goals were like tanked it just didn't feel mm-hmm. like it was me anymore but so like long, like listening to your body listening to your mind knowing if you need to take a step back that's important but it's the fact that like having that love for the sport having that like why is Mm-hmm. a good thing to have on like the shoulders so that eventually you do come back and like finish those goals that you started yeah and like with that said having that why can be something that adapts um for me when I started obviously in my case it was I don't want to be small anymore I want to be strong that's why I keep going now my why is probably more this like there are only so many aspects of my mental health that I'm able to control. And one thing that I can always rely on improving it is lifting, is exercise. And to be honest, like whether or not I have um, a competition coming up or not, like being able to go in, um, execute and accomplish a goal essentially that I set out for myself, even if it is just simply executing the workout goals don't have to and this is a big thing i try to preach for um clients that are competing is goals don't have to be strength oriented all the time a goal at a meet or a goal in a session can be simply to go in and have fun or go in and finish it because there are some days that's all you can do and that's totally okay um and i think having that mindset um that is a little bit more flexible is something that is important um, too because I think too often it's like well if I if I don't you know hit this goal at the meet or if I don't um, you know accomplish this or I'm not seeing 
you know, this progress anymore. I'm, you know, there's a lot that can kind of go into that. But at the same time, that can't be the only reason you're going. If it is, you're not going to stay in it. If honestly, making strength gains every like year or whatever it is, whatever time period is like your only reason for working out is your only reason for powerlifting. There's no way that you're gonna yeah. stay in it. And I mean, people have life things happen. There's always that, but that's something that really always I found fascinating and um, brought me to love powerlifting even more. Is even with those hiatuses, which might be needed. Um, powerlifting is always there it's not gonna like it's not gonna leave you're not gonna like unless you get severely injured or you know different obviously there's different scenarios but like it's not like soccer where at a certain age like you're gonna retire like you can retire from competing but the act of squatting benching and deadlifting or some variation of that whether it's always gonna be there yeah and like Heck, they're 90-year-olds lifting. Like, we have master's categories for a reason. Like, at this most recent meet, on the opposite side of things, there was a 10-year-old competing. Like, it doesn't matter your age, your demographic, your size, all of that. Like, there's a place. And that's, like, one of my favorite things. So I think if you can find a why even within that, that can be super helpful, too. Yeah, that's super important because this is something you can always come back to. If you truly find a good why and you have a reason to back that, like this is something, this can be your home. This can be like some, uh, the gym can be your home. This is something you can always circle back to when you need like a mental de-stress or you need Mm -hmm. to feel more confident in yourself. And like you said, um, like the goals are going to change. There's going to be, especially if you stick out the sport, you're going to hit the goals that you want. You're going to get that 315 squat. You're going to go to nationals, maybe even go to worlds. And you need to have the love beyond that because once you hit those goals, what's next? You're going to have to come up with more stuff. You're going to have to, you're going to have to come up with another goal to keep going or, and and whatever. You're going to have to keep building up on that. You're not going to be able to do that if you're just there for like a 315 squat or at that point maybe a 405 squat that's like years away Mm -hmm. like that's just something else which is another thing to be said with the longevity of so in powerlifting something that I've personally noticed which I know you said that research Mm -hmm. about the person one person competing like one time and then usually falling out I've noticed a lot of like two year stretches yeah which this is a personal like um thing I've seen so you can take it or leave I've seen a lot of people coming in they do their first year of training they'll start competing like mid first year into their second year compete like three or four times in like a year mm-hmm. um and then they've got the beginner games they're, they're loving the yeah. sport everything's great and then year two hits the plateau hits a little bit yeah suddenly suddenly your bench isn't progressing for five years it takes you five years to hit 135 <laughs> which was my case um and you're just like you're not feeling, like, as strong as you were maybe when you were getting, like, 60-pound PRs on deadlift or whatever. Like, so what happens then? Like, what are you, yeah. you going to – how are you going to stay in this? How are you going to be one of the people that, like, doesn't fall out after two years? Yeah, I think this is just a PSA for everybody. Newbie gains do not last forever. So what do you do when they don't? Because, like Savannah said – they're just not like there's gonna be a point of plateau 
don't get me wrong. You can, I mean, from coaching perspective, there's plenty, like you could hire a different coach. You could hire a coach. You could try different things. But at the end of the day, those, you know, 60 pound PRs, those like huge number jumps that you're seeing in a short period of time is not ideal or not like, um, what's gonna likely to occur. And then you're probably going to find yourself at a point where two and a half kilos, five kilo PRs are like what you're shooting for. And a lot of that just comes day in and day out training. But, um, with that said, how do you kind of like get over that hump of like, it's almost like uh, element of grief. You're grieving your loss of being able to just improve day by day, every single day. And, one thing that I recommend and we've talked a lot about is having um, another reason that you're in the gym, whether that's your why, whether that's just like a goal for the day. Um, and, you know, also being flexible with your training. I think a lot of people, I notice it specifically with college age athletes or younger, um, will want to come in and train you know, five, six days a week, nothing wrong with that at all. There are definitely circumstances people are in that, um, but they're kind of like, have all this time, able to train and want to do so every single day. But there comes a time where, you know, life picks up, things get heavier in terms of life, in terms of like scheduling, all of that stuff. And then, you know, that feeling of having to go in six days a week, five days a week is like, oh, like I can't do it, but I need to do it. Like you kind of get in this like, um, cyclical mindset of like, I need to do this, but I can't. And because of that, I do need to do it. Like there's just this rotation that just keeps occurring and it pulls you more and more out of like wanting to act, like having that love for the sport and seeing it more as a chore. And what I recommend in this type of case, or just in general, is not being afraid to be flexible with your frequencies, how often you're in the gym. Some Sometimes it's, I have oftentimes clients that will be like, you know, summer is here, they're traveling more, and suddenly training sessions are not going as well because, you know, right after their travels, there's more stress. There's like probably less sleep, probably more or less food, um, more activity, so on and so forth. And it might just be, you know, for the summer, let's drop you down to, you know, three, four days a week rather than your five, six, because that's going to allow you more time to come in, be intentional with your lifts, be intentional with what you're doing, and then enjoy life outside of it. So you're not stressed about training. So I think mitigating that stress early on that is associated with training that mental stress is another powerful thing too yeah i when i tell you when we both tell you we implore you to have a why outside of i just love lifting it's really important because there's going to be times when you don't love lifting like mm -hmm. i there are days where you're gonna have there are months even spans a month where you're really gonna have to force yourself into into going to the gym and all you're gonna be hanging on to is the fact like oh like I love the confidence that this gives me or I love the friends that I make here or I love what this does for my mental health even though right now it might not be like mm -hmm. even right now I might be sad that I'm not lifting like 
it's so important that you have like something more than like oh I just love being under a barbell because that's mm-hmm. what makes me feel better because sometimes that's gonna be the exact thing that makes you feel worse because you're because of those like lack of PRs or lack of feeling strong or just those days where you just feel like weak which I mean is something else like that we kind of wanted to talk about is like having a positive outlook and having like a very intentional Mm -hmm. mindset for every training session or meet day it's really important like I think I uh this has been something that's been game changer for me as well and you've you've probably seen it in terms of um just a few months ago there was like I uh, all of the sessions that I would do granted this was a very like time um rather outside of the gym was a very stressful time in my life um it was my second to last semester of senior year and I was finishing up being in charge of quite a few different things and training just sucked I'm gonna be honest like I had a meet in there and um I did my best with it I think by the by the last week of prep the goal became just finish the meet and that's okay someday sometimes it's like that um but needless to say it was extremely stressful a lot going on and so with that something that changed was my intention going into the gym um after you know some life things offloaded i started to be very um particular about when i would go to the gym who I would go with. I, I tend to be a little bit more of an introverted lifter, for lack of a better term. So if anybody ever sees me at the gym that I go to and I'm like kind of like in my own head, in my own space, I apologize. It's not because I don't want to talk to you. I just just tend to be that introverted lifter. Um, you can it, talk to me. I'll talk to you for like 30 minutes. <laughs> it's gotten a little bit better than where I used to be. I used she to be like, better. do not talk to me, but now we're good. She used to be headphones on, do not speak. Yeah, yeah I have my days. But anyways, um, like being particular about when I go, who I go with, um, as well as like what I surround myself with. So just, you know, I think a great tip that I've shared with people is the uh iphone like oh yeah focus modes so if you take one thing away from this iphone focus modes are actually amazing and you can make one for training and i actually changed my wallpaper to say like it was more like focus execute something like that and there are different ways to set up intentions for yourself I actually uh, need to do that. Yeah, <laughs> within training. <laughs> <laughs> there are plenty of different ways. Everybody's a little bit different, whether that's, you know, having a routine, going into the gym and making it intentional, or whether it's like during the gym. There's a lot of different things that kind of go into that, but find what works for you. Um, that's what works for me personally, but yours is probably different in terms of you're a more social lifter, um, yeah. which is like, Everybody's different, um, but I'm sure some of that relies on being a social lifter, like having the intention of being there. Yeah, it is different. Like I will say, like the other day, I I needed to kind of be around people, and it was like very busy and very crowded. But it was nice to just be able to like talk to people and like kind of get my nerves out and just have people like surrounding me. Like yesterday, I had like a big squat, and I was or it was a big squat in my head because I wanted to do I wanted to hit like 
286 for more sets than I have previously just because I I just wanted to feel like I could because I, because a few months ago or a month ago I felt like I could then I came back to my current home gym and I kind of lost strength from traveling and such which happens and so mm-hmm. I was kind of on a I was kind of on a low I was like I was like oh no like am I getting in my head again is this about to go down because I'm a I'm about to be on prep and I don't want to start getting in that bad mental headspace so I was like for me this is a very important squat day and I had a lot of people at the gym that I love being around and I was like talking to them and they were like hyping me up but I asked them I was like oh should I go for a third set should I go for a third set and they were like yeah let's do it let's do it and they all like I had I had my friend B spot me I had like other friends in there like hyping me up and I hit the third set like I feel like pretty well yeah it was good it was good and I and like that just felt really good like moments like those like or why I'm like a social person just because I I like the energy around me most of the time um but yeah and like it's just nice to have that community to have those people Mm -hmm. that you know are like in your corner in your corner all the time and like if you're having a bad day like they're gonna be there to talk about it if you're having a if you're or if you don't need to talk about it they know to give you space like Mm -hmm. I don't know like it's just it's just nice and like not to say that the introverts like Juliana has the same community I do so Mm -hmm. just because she doesn't like maybe chit chat as much as I do like they're just as much in her corner like it's like whether you're introvert or extrovert it's just how you I guess present yourself at the gym is like up to you yeah, and how you communicate with that community and such exactly, as well. Yeah. Um, but you bring up something that I wanted to jump back to. Oh. This, she mentioned how this was a big squat day for her, but were you hitting singles? No, they were they were sets of six. It was yeah. a four by six. Yeah. So that's another thing in terms of, she's right, this was like a rep PR, like a um, big set for her or a big lift for, or, uh, rather a big training session. But think about that perspective. Her perspective is that these rep PRs matter just as much. This, what I'm doing now matters just as much as those singles. Every training session is just as important. And, um, but this one was one that really mattered. So kind of being able to flex your perspective in terms of what matters and what is a PR and what is like a big win for you, like is really important. And I think that like, that was a big win for you. It, you texted me about win. it. <laughs> I did. I was like, I was like, I just hit three, three by six on like 286, which is really good because last week I was struggling with like one set of 286 or maybe like two weeks ago I think you I saw think me two weeks ago yeah you saw me do one set and I was like I can't do this I gotta drop it I had to drop it like 20 pounds mm-hmm. and I was super bummed about that in the day but now here we are again two weeks later I'm like fully recovered from traveling and everything's feeling good again so yeah. that's what we mean when we say like you gotta have a positive outlook on those bad training sessions because strength is gonna come around again it's gonna come back and you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna be proud of like little things just as much as you are in the big things Mm -hmm. absolutely i think that that kind of encompasses a lot of our um recommendations within there is just like being able to stick it out um adapting things as you need and not being afraid to like take a step back because you know it's still there i think that is an important part of longevity and this isn't just say a lot of the people that maybe aren't that we don't see anymore in it aren't on their version of a hiatus they might come back you never know but like just something to keep in mind that um you know making it less mundane making it 
you know, what is going to be the best for you, whether that's taking time off, whether that's um, adapting training, like all of those things are great ways to help you stay in the sport long term. Exactly. Keep that positive mindset. Don't be afraid to like do have other fitness goals outside mm-hmm. your strength goals because those days when you want to come in and you're not feeling strength, like it's nice to have like other stuff too. Like maybe yeah. you want to hit a handstand. I don't know. Have that in your back corner. Yours were for a little bit those um, hanging leg raises. Yeah, I for a while I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> for like a couple months, I really wanted to be able to do like hanging uh, straight legs raises for my my core and I spent like a good three months building it from like not being able to like even really hang to like actually being able to do them and that was a huge like win for me and honestly that that was in a time when I was super bored with the gym so it did keep me going and it kept me excited so um there and like just have just have other fitness goals Mm -hmm. and not related to increasing your total like during COVID I ran I ran too, which I got major shin splints and I regret it, but I also ran. Or I would do Chloe Ting workouts in oh my boy. in my garage. Um, I'm sure a lot of, of girls can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the COVID Chloe Ting. Um, that kind of got me back into fitness, I won't lie. Hey, that's, what, that's all that matters, right? Yeah, I was like in my garage every day doing her like daily ab thing or mm-hmm. whatever. My like current like... Thing, I guess I'm focused on within the gym that kind of like gives me low-key happiness is increasing my um, dead bug ability every oh, week. Yeah. I love my weighted dead bugs and if you're a client listening to this you probably have it in your program right now because I see so much value in them but I'm doing um, well. they're, they're pretty fun. <laughs> I, I just like I've gotten to the point where I'm like increasing I, I went up to the 26 kilo oh, okay. dumbbell it, or kettlebell instead of the 24 kilo and like... Just making money moves. It, oof, those are hard, but they're really good as a side note. Like if you're trying to increase your core strength or your bracing technique, add those to your program yeah. because you'll be good. Which we can do another podcast like talking about like the importance of like loving accessories or like the yeah. importance of those too but um so like having like a, an accessory that you want to build up too just as much as you want to build up your squat bench and deadlift that is so important too like the dead bugs um yeah i'm still to this day trying to be able to get a body weight tricep dip one day it will happen but we'll get there we'll get there so you know just having those little ones that are like um there too that's always fun which we can talk more about that later but yeah yeah i feel like we've gone through a lot about talking um, on longevity, but we hope that, you know, you were able to take away something from this podcast and, um, we'll have plenty more coming your way. Oh yeah. Hope you just enjoy us chit-chatting too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but where you can find us, um, I have far too many things, but Juliana King underscore on Instagram is probably my main entity. Um, you can shoot me a message there and I'm happy to have further conversation about longevity too, since that tends to be things that I talk about as of late. Yep. And as we've discussed, I'm a social lifter. So in any case, when you want to talk to me, you can find me at savvy underscore lifts on Instagram. Um, I'm there. Uh, I also got a few things, but that's probably the main one. Um, Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, we will see you next time. Bye.